Hi, welcome to Ale of a Time with Tiff and Lindsay. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tiff. And we're here with uh, another Lindsay today. Yeah. Hello. Uh, this is this is Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, who do you work for? Um, I work at Stomping Ground Brewing. Yep. So not to be confused with me, Lindsay. This is another Lindsay. But to make this even more confusing, three American females talking about beer today on an Australian beer podcast. Good. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Let's well, get into uh, it. What have you been drinking this week, Lindsay? What have I been drinking this week? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, don't know if anybody knows this, but the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that's Kansas City Chiefs that is located in Missouri. I was wondering about state. that actually yesterday. I was like, is it the Missouri side or the Kansas side? It's on the Missouri side. It is on the Missouri It's in the side, great okay. state of Missouri, yeah. although Trump says Which I've it's the great to. state of Kansas. Right. <laughs> yeah. Trump congratulated Kansas that, on that one. That's someone else's president. Hey, <gasps> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was drinking some Sierra Nevada beers at Catfish. Um, they had some good stuff on. They had Otravez, which is just a classic sour with agave and lime and um, salty, salty boy. Mm, yeah. How about you, Tiff? Yeah, I was into the, the hazy little thing at the Super Bowl, also yeah. at Catfish. Somebody had to support Lindsay and the Chiefs that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also because Mahomes is adorable. But um, Rolling with my homie. <laughs> Uh, super into the Balter Garage Project Dry Haze. Had mm. some of that over at the Great Northern in Melbourne this week, and it was really, it was so good. I went and bought a can. Really, I haven't tried it. I'm, I'm, ooh, holding, holding my breath on Balter. Uh, no, nah, it was really good. Yeah, I, can, I have no I doubt. May, I think I'm gonna gift you a can just to prove you. It's delicious. That's fine. Thank hmm. you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. In advance. Anyway, Lindsay, what have you been drinking lately? Actually, Lindsay, introduce yourself. Um, hello, I'm Lindsay. Uh, I work at Stomping Ground Brewing Co. in Collingwood, um, and I run the sensory slash R&D slash quality program type thing. Cool. So uh, where did you come from? Because your accent seems very <laughs> unfamiliar. And how did you get here? Um, like my mode of transportation? Um, yeah. Yeah. What was it? Um, A shipping container. I'm from, uh, contrary to some beliefs, I actually am from New Jersey oh, in the yeah? States. But sometimes I tell people I'm from New York. Just to um, make it easier. <laughs> well easier and less embarrassing mm. um and i moved to new zealand six years ago lived there for two years and i've then took a plane to melbourne and i lived here for approximately four-ish years uh why'd you come to melbourne yeah i just wanted to work in beer actually and i wanted i'd been traveling a bunch and wanted to live in a city and kind of develop a life somewhere um and Melbourne seemed to fit my personality. And were you working in beer in New Zealand? Yes and no. Mostly like hospital jobs in beer venues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder when you have a working holiday visa or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've only kind of gotten out of that into a different sort of work environment and visa situation in the past couple, well, the past year or so. Yeah. Yeah, year and a um, half, actually. And you started with Stomping Ground? Um, I started with the local tap house um, four years ago in December. Wow. 
pretty much just one place the whole time. Yeah. I How mean, awesome is that? Top house, stomping ground. Oh, yeah. Also did a bit of work for the Catfish, which is also a very lovely bar mm-hmm. in Fitzroy. Mm-hmm. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Go Chiefs. <laughs> I would like to shout out to them, though, because they were really, really kind. And then it's a great a place. A guy there, I think he might be one of the managers. He was like, thanks for setting the vibe for the place. Yeah. Because I was covering everyone in glitter. And <laughs> it was good. Crying. <laughs> they would appreciate that. There's a lot of glitter. Yeah. It was everywhere. It, it was, was good. all over the place. Um, cool. So sensory at stomping ground. What does that entail? Um, sensory at stomping ground basically entails tasting every batch um, for batch to batch variations, uh, tasting stock as it ages, um, tasting stock uh, throughout its shelf life to see how it's holding up um, in warm storage and cold storage. Um, so we keep, we'll keep some stock and you know, store it on the shelf as opposed to in the fridge just to see how something would hold up in a bottle shop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's testing stock when it's reaching the end of its shelf life to see if it's still uh, true to target. And um, through the testing, um, we prompt R&D, so research and development in the brewing industry based on panelist feedback of each different specific batch. Um, so we use an app called Draft Lab, which mm. is an American app. It is very cool, yeah. even for like a consumer to play with. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically it's just set up so that um, you have a, an account for the company and <laughs> And um, you describe your baseline for your beer. So when we first started, we got the app and we went through every single beer that we have and made a baseline, which is the description of what the beer should be ideally, visually, aroma, flavor, and mouthfeel. Um, and, then, and then you use um, panelists throughout the staff. So we include all of the staff from every single department and we encourage them all to participate um, because even if you have no beer training, it doesn't mean that you're not super perceptive to a certain flavor. So maybe you can't describe that the beer has Dastol, but you can tell that it has a buttery popcorn kind of flavor or something right. like that. Um, so essentially all the staff members are invited to um, attend Sensory every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, and we do like an open session, so it takes 10 minutes or so and I'll set up the tests, um, and they sit at our little sensory booths with flavor lexicons and everything, um, and then they taste the samples and say whether it's true to target for each of those categories, and then we use the information to change things <laughs> for the better. Do you ever get like really fun answers, like really surprising ones when you put it out to staff? Um, yeah, sometimes you'll get something like, tastes weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that insight, guys. Wow. Um, Which I, to be honest, I think I put that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fair. Like, if some. If, it's weird. And it's always kind of just like you just use the information. It's not. Some people think it's intimidating, like it's a test, mm. but there isn't a right or wrong. Yep. And that's not the way it's meant to be. Um, it's basically just used information from a large pool of humans that have different um, different abilities to sense certain things. 
some people are more perceptive to certain things. So even if you can't say exactly what it is, taste weird is helpful as well. Yeah. <laughs> How did you end up in this role, going from like hospitality into starting a whole sensory program, didn't you? Um, yeah. I yeah, because you're the first person to do this job with Stomping Ground Brewery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I was just working in the beer hall. Um, I've done my certified Cicerone and some judging as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was looking to change um, my career path other than I've been, I did hospitality for a pretty long time in front of house and I just kind of wanted to expand my knowledge and what I was doing. Um, so I pitched an idea to the guys from Stompo, which wasn't exactly what they needed at the time, but they said that they were keen to start a century program and asked if I would like to do it. And then, yeah, then I started doing it with the help of a lot, like some other staff members as well. Um, so Asher and Cass and I sat down and started going over what they wanted because they had talked about it a lot and that was kind of the first time I've been hearing about it. And yeah, so like Asher is the head brewer and yeah. Cass is sort of somebody who'd been there since day one. Yeah. She's like OG. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they kind of helped me shape what it would be and what they wanted and Guy as well. Um, and then yeah, we just built it up from there. Cool. Do you feel like you ever argue with the brewers on what's right in terms of sensory? Uh, no, I think I have a pretty, a pretty good relationship with them. We have a lot of fun. Surely uh, sometimes you must just shake up a can and... <laughs> <laughs> Somet uh, sometimes Asher's reaction will be, stop attacking me. <laughs> like, hey, Asher, can you taste that? Or like, I'll just stand there with a the glass and I'll be like, you're like, what do you want? Stop attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all a really positive environment. We all work really well together. Awesome. But it is Lindsay walking around a lot saying, Yeah. Can hey, you taste that? Hey, can you taste this for me? Hey, can you taste this? Because <laughs> I can have, the whole thing is I can have my opinion and another person can have their opinion. But if we have a whole pool of opinions, yep. the thing is, you know, if seven out of ten people that aren't aware of, a, of something notice it in a beer, then we know that that's something that a lot of people would notice. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's about, you know, just the way the beer was treated. Maybe it was really hot that day and the dry hop was over-extracted or something like that. Mm. Um, so knowing, knowing that these things can happen and beer is, you know, it's not always going to be the same thing every single time. Yep. We can kind of use that to make sure that we have the proper equipment to make sure that these things don't happen. For instance, like a hop cannon um, to help with dry hopping and things like that. So it's pretty useful even to prove that you need a certain piece of equipment to make a better product yep. as well. So many things. All right, so we're all Cicerones here. We have like pretty all right sensory background. <laughs> I tend to find mm. that people often have one off flavor that just sets them off. They're super sensitive to it. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, probably acetaldehyde. As yeah. Which is weird because it used to... We've done a lot of um, off-flavor spiking training. Yep. And it used to be one that I struggled with a lot. But after a lot of the trainings and things, now I'm super sensitive to it. Mm. 
Interesting. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, acetaldehyde often has like a green apple note. So I, pumpkin. yeah, once I taste it, I can't even go back into the beer, yep. but often it doesn't come out until the beer is warmed up a warmed little. Warmed up a bit, yeah. So you get halfway through a beer and then you pick it up and I'm like, nope, can't drink it. Yeah. I will walk away from a beer. Yeah. Hmm. That and diacetyl, which now I'm so sensitive to it that even when I taste it in a beer that's totally appropriate, yep. I'm like, ah, can't have it. See, I've always thought that I was really, really sensitive to DMS until this past week at Stumpo, we did a Siebel Institute spike, t- like spike kit. Yeah, they were and really faint. They were I'm Insanely questioning thing. my entire life choices right now. <laughs> Aww, you so, can't question it on one so, kit. Man, that was like that was a really really hard go. Um, finding them was very difficult. Oh yeah, what are we drinking, Lindsay? Um, we're drinking. <laughs> Lindsay just pointed at her glass and had a. I don't know if it I'm was excited an excited face, face <laughs> or like a pained face, no. but it was it's a, it's a, a lot of face. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're drinking Eight Wards Wild Fajoa. 2018 sour ale brewed with fajoas and Asian wine barrels from NZ. Yeah. Um, so good. We were talking about this in our last podcast or maybe our first podcast talking about wild fajoa. Mm. Were we? It's really good. Remember? Oh, last. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I it's kind no of idea. prickly. Like the mouth feels yes. like. But I feel like fajoas kind of have a prickly mouth yeah. feel. It's so good. Mm. Which I hate that fajoa vodka. Oh, but this, yeah. so good. I don't know if it's like six, six, Wait, what is it? What is that one? Yeah, uh, 42 something below. To below. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I've had a lot of other sours with Fijoa, and I think a lot of them have been kettle sours, and it doesn't mm. come through quite like this one because this was aged in wine barrels. Like, there's just so many more depths and layers to it because Fijoas can come across as, like, I want to say soapy, but not in, like, mm. the cilantro. Yeah, like some mean. people taste cilantro it is kind of like that. coriander as soapy, but... Fejoas can be a little bit soapy, and I find that in a lot of the the thinner or like quicker kettle sours. Mm. But this is just like a see, goddamn delight. delight. I think the tartness like s- smooths it out or something. Or there's something in that like prickliness mm. that just adds something so different mm. from another from any other barrel aged sours. Anyway, what we're saying is, if you see a wired wild fejoa on the shelf, which you don't see that often. Mm. Pick it up. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. we're we're recording at the Good Beer Week office. Um, that we are. Which is great, but it is right above Beer Mash. So I think Lindsay bought this beer at Beer Mash, correct? Yep. Yeah. So there might be some down there. Yeah. Get in and get them. Get it. Get it while you can. Um, yeah. How do you guys feel about a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and Lindsay can pour us a, her, our blind taste beer. Yep, yep. For a minute, I thought you it. were talking about me. No, <laughs> like, the other, the new Lindsay. <laughs> cool. All yep. right, we'll be Always right back. Are we back? All right. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. <laughs> We're still here with Lindsay, who's the sensory and R&D and a little bit of everything involving quality and such from Stomping Ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're back with our new segment where mm-hmm. Lindsay brings us a beer and Lindsay and I have to <laughs> try and guess what it is. Yeah. So General style. Yeah. Although Lindsay's already told us the brewery yep. and kind of shown us the can. <laughs> So we're going to try and... And I already okay. smelled it before we started going. Okay. But... I haven't smelled it. Yeah. We ha- so 
We do know the brewery. Yeah. Because Lindsay dropped that bomb while we were on break. Yeah. So we can look at this. It's definitely quite hazy. It's pretty hazy. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a really, hazy. really, really pale yellow. It's a beautiful. I was going to say it's more like bright gold. Ooh, yeah. It would be bright gold. Bright Ooh, gold, okay. I'm smelling yellow. that. Yeah. That smells um, like hops. Beautiful white head. It does smell quite green. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It just smells green on the nose. There's almost like a minty thing going on in there somewhere. Yeah. That's like sticking your face into a bin of hot pellets. That's not a bad thing. I'm going to say there's some Hallertal Mithelfluch mm, <laughs> in that thing. Interesting. But I chose this to confuse you all. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> um, I'd also say there's probably, like, just looking at it, I would guess it's a quite large amount of wheat in there. It's got to be. You cannot see through this glass at all. Okay. <laughs> so, and it's all surprising on the palate, yeah, that's for sure. I don't know what just happened in my mouth, because I was like, almost expecting something sour, but it's not quite sour. It's, but um, it's definitely tart. There's a tartness. Zing. It doesn't finish is, that better, but is it is tart. Finish? What is What is that finish on it? I mean, that first, the front of the palate's like lemons and bright citrus and then it like kind of coats your teeth like a lemon would mm. it's rindy it's rindy it's very yeah. rindy it's rindy. like lemon rind you're rindy, rindy. you're rindy right. i'm gonna go ahead and say this is definitely something dry hopped and sour so like a dry hops berliner weiss yeah. or gosa and we do know this is from Stillwater, so yeah, an American we do brewery. Know so we can kind of it say it smells delightfully fresh i have to say that and mm. I'm going to call it as like a light, a lightly sour, dry hop sour. Yeah, I would, you know, I wonder what they would be souring with. I, I'm also, my first guess is definitely a Berliner Weiss, like a hopped Berliner Weiss. Um, yeah. It's just I'm not that sour. It's like, it's but just it's, but it's so gently tart, but that super lemon rind, they had to have added some sort of lemon in there. Oh, yeah. So a lemon, a dry hop lemon Berliner Weiss. Yeah, but Lindsay brought this to trick us, and I feel like that would be way too easy. Too easy. <gasps> too Is it easy. too easy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're ready. Time and to reveal. An Australian pale ale with lactic acid and <laughs> Hallertau Middlefra. What is it? Um, so it is a Goza gone hopped, so double dry hopped Goza style sour ale. So the Goza, I don't really get the saltiness you don't get the salt. in there. Really? Oh uh, no, it's definitely there. It's like, there. Yeah. It's, there's like a dryness. It's yeah. There's a salinity, perhaps. Yeah. Now you say it. I think I just got my head so stuck on Berliner Weiss that I couldn't mm. taste any. So that happens a lot. I with mean, me. really, the difference between a Berliner Weiss and a Goza is maybe. A little bit of alcohol and definitely some salt, but and the salt. flavor profile isn't going to be that different. Yeah. Mm. What did they hop this baby with? I don't think it says on there. I need to Ooh. know. Uh, um, yeah, so... Oh, cool what can. I was going to say is sometimes when I'm drinking things, if I get in my mind that a mm. beer is a certain thing, like if I decide that it's a Berliner Weiss, then that's where I go, and, and then it's it so yeah. hard for me to taste anything beyond that. Mm. Um, but it's a beautiful color. Really interesting flavor. That lemon is absolutely nuts. So and I'm that's where all the wheat's coming from. Super curious. Yeah, and dry hopped. Like, 
Double dry hop. I usually hate dry hop sours. It's held pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the I date mean, on that can? Just the aroma on this beer, you wouldn't say. October. Wow. What? No. All right. That's got to be wrong. Dry hops. I'm just. What's the beer called? Wrong. 18. 2018 to 2020. It's got to be 2019. Yeah. It's got to be a misprint. Well, unless it's a year and a half old. I don't know. That's madness. The aroma on this is crazy. Well, it says it was packaged on the 10th of October 2018. (laughs) Ah, okay. Uh, Amarillo, Citra, and Simcoe. Okay. Simcoe throws lemon, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Is Citra the one you don't like, Linz? I don't like Citra, but I don't... Don't mind it in that. It's, I don't smell it in here at all. Yeah. I think it's really just when it's in any kind of... If it's combined with any kind of pale malt or any, like, marisotter or yep. specialty malt, I really don't like Citra. Sorry, guys. Well, I enjoyed the trick of the aromas all hops and then the palate, it was sour. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. Yeah, that was weird. I like that. Thank you so much for that. Thanks, Thanks That was super fun. Um, so before we go, Lindsay, is there anything you'd like to say about where you see your position and what you see happening in the Melbourne beer industry through your eyes? I'm just throwing that question out there. I like it. Could be um, a regular question. Related to? Like, where do you see things going for yourself? For and myself? For and for the industry? The industry. Um, that's a big question. Yes. I know, I'm sorry. Um, for the industry, I think that people keep, uh, I think we've kind of come into like a little bit of a, an age of everything was really fun and exciting and people doing kind of ridiculous things for a while. Um, and I think things have kind of not calmed down in a bad way, but they've evened out. And I think that yeah, the Australian beer industry is producing some really good beers at this time, and I think a lot of people are paying a lot more attention to quality and things like that, which is really cool, really good. So I think that in that sense, we're advancing, and you can only really make better beer if you start paying more attention to things like that. So it's great for all of us, because then we get to drink better beer. Mm, Agreed. Um, So yeah, that's really lovely that that's going on. And for myself, um, I think that I'll probably just keep doing what I'm doing for now because I'm really liking it. It's very fun. Um, And hopefully get some good quality programs going on at the other venues for Stomping Grounds, so at the airport. Um, Obviously, people coming into the city, into Melbourne, if they go to that bar, they'll be the first beer they'll probably taste when they land. So we want to make sure that all the beer going there is really good and fresh. Mm -hmm. And then same for Moorabbin. People being introduced to craft beer that may not have had the chance or paid much mind to it before um also want them to get some really good quality things so yeah that's basically the goal sweet and if people want to find you how can they find you if they want to reach out and say hi and i'm just in the weird office in the back yep at stomping ground (laughs) at stomping ground (laughs) the office that no one knows is there well you know if you Uh, are no windows (laughs) questions about sensory you can go into stomping ground and say hey you can come say around yeah and then when they say which one, you just say the other American one with darker hair. <laughs> or you can the email me. Or you one. can email yeah. me. Yeah. Or you can come see me and I'll just be like, nope, wrong Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. 
Cool. Well, since we are here in the Good Beer Week and IBA office and they're graciously letting us use their boardroom so we can record some podcasts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we will say, well, we're going to remind everyone that if you're in Melbourne to grab your tickets to the Indie Beer Showcase on March 20th and 21st. So they've kind of changed it a bit this year, but the tickets are selling out. So if you have a session you definitely want to go to, you're going to want to get, get your, your tickets, tickets ASAP. Yeah, don't delay on that, guys. The sessions so, sell out. Yeah, so you go to goodbeerweek.com.au and it'll link you through to the Indie Beer Showcase. It's pretty fun. It's definitely a good value, too. Yep, and I'm going to say that maybe it might be up on Ale of a Time, the link, or I don't know. I could be lying on that. I That's know. We'll ask Luke to tweet something out. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. All right, Tiff. And if people want to find you, where All do they right. find you at? So you guys can find me at Beer Girl Bites across pretty much anywhere. Find me there. And where can we find you, Lindsay? Uh, you can find me, Tiff, at, or, well, I'm Lindsay, but I'm, never mind. I'm answering back to you. That got <laughs> ridiculous. You can find me, Lindsay, at Talk Beardy to Me. <laughs> That's B E E R D Y um, to me. Just, Find me on Instagram or something. Um, I'm on there. And if you have any complaints or if you have any questions or comments, just send them to Luke at Ale of a Time. Yeah. We are heading off this weekend as a podcast team to do some barrel blending and tasting. So at Dollar Bill, that should be exciting. I think by the time this comes out, we'll have already been, but it'll still be fun. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Excellent. Till next time. All right. See ya. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. Thanks, (laughs) Lindsay.